I, I think the poet or the filmmaker or the musician, the poet must not avert his eyes. You must not avert your eyes. This is what is coming at us. Welcome to One Good Thing, the podcast that tries to find a decent human being in a universe of monsters. Monsters! I'm Paul Salt. I'm Paul Goodman. And today we shall be discussing the 2011 Tom Brady film, Bucky Larson, Born to Be a Star. Uh, Co-written and co-produced by Alan Covert. Oh, and and Adam Sandler. So this week's recommendation comes from the Brody's Kitchen podcast, uh, at Brody's Kitchen. Chief Brody and Bad Hat Harry do a film podcast. Now, I think we're getting braver by featuring Rex from other film po- podcasts, Paul. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Right, previously, the podcast mainly used to be things that would review sort of woodland critters. Yes. Now it's it's sort of disturbingly in our ballpark. And yes. I don't like other people in our ballpark no. playing with our balls. Anyway, I asked them for a summation of their show, and uh, they told me it was like watching Jaws with your ears. Um, <laughs> but I think it's more like rotating an ice cream up up a road without any hands. I think it was like watching a man pushing an ice cream up a road without using his hands. That is interesting. Dawning horror combined with a childish delight. Mm. So that's that synchronicity that we've got going Mm. on. It is, because I came up with that metaphor long before you said anything. Uh, No! Anyway, thanks to Brady's Kitchen. (laughs) Yes, thanks very much, guys, because this... Well, this was a one. Meet Bucky Larson. Get out of here! You're fired! Fired! He was going nowhere. Don't let these people get you down. You're destined for greatness. Tell me about the reviews. Uh, well, the movie was received by critics very much like an invasive rectal exam. Uh, the movie has a 0% on Rotten Tomatoes. Fuck. Fuck. And was declared the worst reviewed film by of 2011 by Rotten Tomatoes and Metacritic. And the RSPCA, weirdly. They, oh. they also found it to be the worst reviewed film. They weren't even invited to the showing. Uh, the film was nominated for six Razzies and lost all of them to Jack and Jill. All six. It's good to know that they're really cornering the market. <laughs> They've got their niche. They have. Happy Madison's office must just be awash with um, trophies from the Golden Raspberries. <sighs> but you know what? Nick Swartzen, he knew that the critics had it out for this film because... It's gross out, and it's kind of a stoner comedy. Not many characters get high, but it's that kind of humor. Yeah. Like, it's a kind of a stoner comedy. And critics, they hate gross out stoner comedy. Oh. I mean, look at Harold and Kumar go to White Castle. 74%? Oh. That's an insult. That's like nothing. Get out of here. Seth Rogen's The Sausage Party, the vulgar um, animated movie. 83? That's a slap in the face. There's just no room for stoner comedy anymore. It's just, I mean, why do they hate it so much? Credits just need to go a little bit lighter on the likes of Nick Swardson. You need to back the fuck off of <laughs> Nick Swardson. And as film critics ourselves, I think we really need to just reprimand ourselves. Ow! Ooh! Don't do that. Sorry. When I'm looking. Ah, <laughs> uh, but yeah, he made this movie for the people, which is why it has 3.3 on IMDb and made a quarter of its fucking budget back. So, Paul, you... Buck-toothed, rabbit-faced, small-dicked, um, vagina-having retard yeah, but, with a weird accent and a stupid haircut and a yeah, dumb jumper with yeah, but, who ate my grapes. 
You ain't like grapes, you piece of shit. <laughs> what did you like about the film? Bucky Larson was a really sweet boy. He was really nice. He was the nicest. He <laughs> he he was like apple pie calling on a windowsill. <laughs> he, he he was like a bird giving you a wink as you leave the house on a oh, summer's morning. I love morning. that. It's so unsettling. It just really sets me up for my day. It really puts you on your toes. <laughs> I, f- I found myself drawn to Bucky Larson. The character. His... To Nick Swardson's a creation. So the, the character Bucky Larson must right. be specified. Yes, please. Um, <laughs> very nice. Did I say how nice he was? You've mentioned how nice he was. Because he was nice. That's right. Very well-meaning. He smiled yes. a lot with his crazy teeth and his, his, his crazy hair. Oh. And he had compassion. He loved his parents. Mm. Never had a bad word to say about anyone. He just He just had a simple dream of making it. Of finding his destiny. So yes. let's let's start by looking at the premise here because Nick Swardson actually said that Adam Sandler came to him with the premise. I don't want to be approached by Adam Sandler for any reason. <laughs> I got an idea for a movie. Ah! Run, run. <laughs> um, and as Nick Swardson says, if the premise makes you laugh, then you just have to get the execution, which is a fabulously redundant thing to say. It's like all you have to do is start well and then do the rest of it well. <laughs> and then be well. And then also be well. He's also wrong. Um, because most of the best comedy, like, a premise is not the most important part of a comedy. In fact, mm. usually the straighter and more boring the premise, the funnier the movie is. Mm. Like, look at Airplane. A man with PTSD is forced to land a plane when the crew are poisoned. <laughs> it's it's <laughs> actually love, really funny. It's love a minute. That one's actually really oh, funny. Oh, he's so traumatized. He has a drinking problem. Yeah. Here's the premise. And this is as Nick Swardson related to an interviewer. There's a guy. He wants to be a porn star. His parents used to be porn stars back in the 70s. Oh, yeah. But the thing is, he's never orgasmed. He's never said a swear word. He has a tiny penis. That's your premise. Sold? Um. You look sold. Can I expect a deposit from you? What are the words <laughs> I didn't guff for? I felt a sort of yawning chasm of sorrow open up inside of my heart. Yeah, it, it, yeah, it was kind of like my soul was being um, was being dragged dragged out by like the the meaty hand of a male hooker. <laughs> oh, like that? Yeah. <laughs> so I wasn't on board to begin with, but right. having having been been surprised before. Okay, I saw the trailer and I thought maybe it's just one of those films again. Yeah, like it's just a well-meaning film that has a dumb premise and so it yeah. gets dumped on, very much like Looper. So. Yeah. Let's talk about what happens in this movie then. Oh, let's let's open this can of fetid tuna. So the mo- the movie starts with, with Bucky Larson, who has buck teeth. Now stick with me because that's a really important plot point. <laughs> he's in a supermarket. He's bagging groceries for an, a nice old lady. Who, oh, she's nice. Who's no a, teeth. Who has no teeth. She's the no anti Bucky. She's the anti Bucky. She's an old woman with no teeth mm. and a massive penis. Yeah, and. He's chatting away because he's a nice guy, as as we said, and he still gets fired. Yeah. So he he goes out crying because yeah. he's a sweet boy. He's a sweet boy. And the and the old woman says, "Never mind, Bucky. You're destined for greatness." Yes, he has a destiny. So he goes home, like Luke Skywalker, very much like Luke Skywalker. Mm. So he goes home, Skywalker, Skywalker. God damn it! So he returns home. Where he has a pleasant dinner with his pleasant family. They're really pleasant. They're really pleasant. Yeah. It's hard for me to remember pleasantness at this stage, because I've watched the rest of the movie. But I, I vaguely remember pleasantness at the beginning of the film. You can't remember Hobbiton, basically. Yeah, it's... 
I no longer call the taste of food. Remember David Bowie and Lord of the Rings? That's <laughs> something. Hold me, Sam. <laughs> um, <laughs> Off to he- Mount Zoom. I'm doing that dancing, that crazy cosmic jive. <laughs> he goes to his friend's house yes. because they have gotten a film ready to cheer him up because yes. he got fired. It turns out to be a pornographic feature. I've got a boner. I know, me too. Um, it's yours, weirdly. I don't know why it's <laughs> over here. You take it back? <laughs> <laughs> um, Hootie, take it over there. <laughs> and in my mouth. Ah, uh, uh, you're like you're like Adam Sandler over there. Zingers, <laughs> zingers, pure zingers. Um, so he goes over. They they put this film on, mm. um, and instruct Bucky on how to masturbate to it because it transpires that Bucky has never touched himself. Yes. So he's extraordinarily masturbating away, and suddenly they realise that the stars of this pornographic film, Whoa. boing boing, off it goes again, are in fact. His parents. Yes. Ba-ba-da. Classic. Classic. He runs home uh, to his pleasant family, where he confronts them pleasantly. Yeah. It's a, it's a very untraumatic sequence of him finding out his parents have been in a pornographic feature. Yeah. They say that a man came up to them and told them that they were destined to do porn. Uh, which I imagine is just how it happens. If you go around a street with your partner and just kiss them, then someone's going to come up and say, hey, I want to pay you to do that on camera naked. That's what I do to people, actually. <laughs> That's, yeah. Yeah. You've got that business card. I've got the makings of a mogul in me. <laughs> the makings of a mogul in me. Yeah, so he get he hears the word destiny, gets yeah. all obsessed and thinks, well, it, it must be my destiny too. Yeah. I'm the son of two porn stars. That makes me a super duper porn star. Yeah. Pause for laugh. Okay. Um. Then, yeah, he goes. He he takes an extraordinary trip with a pig, a guy and a pig. There's a pig on a bus. There's a pig on a bus with a guy. They he gets to the big city. Anyway, he wanders around. He ends up uh, in a cafe with Christina Ricci. Yeah. Yay. Oh, um. He just immediately oh, prior to meeting Christina Ricci. Yeah. He's in he's in the cafe and is. Oh, um. Yeah. I, I I feel we need to mention at least one or two of the the moments where somebody just. Just absolutely insults him. Yeah, just shits all over him. Just, just is really horrible to him. Oh, that sounds good. I'll have a bowl of that. Ooh, and some braces, and maybe a haircut and a new shirt. <laughs> yeah, um, uh, we've had. A, I think there have even been a few before he gets to the cafe. But yeah, um, one of the more prominent ones is the waitress at the cafe, yeah. uh, the head waitress at the cafe, yeah. who, um, yeah, just takes his order and then just mocks him for having big teeth and a stupid accent. Which, By her assessment, yeah. But after 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 that, Christina Ricci comes in and she's yes. very nice as well. Yes, she's as nice as uh, Bucky Larson. Absolutely, they have that in common. Yeah, like a connection. They're almost like real people. Well, no, they're not like real people, but they're like nice people, nice fictional characters. Right, they're nice people. Yeah, as if people <laughs> like people were nice. <laughs> Okay. No, they're like nice fictional characters. People aren't nice in this sort of night. They're like children. I see where you, I see where you're coming from. Yeah. I can't tell anymore. I don't know what people are like anymore. I don't know. <laughs> I've only heard. Of, I've only read about them. But I'm no led to believe. Longer remember the taste of nice people. <laughs> <laughs> they bond on they, this. They bond. Um, she offers him a place to live when she realizes he's just squatting in a bush eating. Yep. Uh, what is he eating? Cookie. Yeah, a massive cookie. That's it. Uh, like a kid. A kid would. Yeah. Or, uh, like a dumb shit from some backwater in America because God, I ha ha, them. imagine being from there. Yeah, that'd be dreadful, right? And having buck teeth. Oh Christ. And he's got chocolate around his mouth. Because that's, that's funny. Not like uh, not like that guy in our bush outside. You're a freak. Does- we hate you. We wish you were dead. Go back to Iowa. 
Michael Shannon. It's a reason to get up every morning. <laughs> Just Thank to you. scream at him. Thank God we're not ugly, Paul. Oh, God. God, imagine how terrible that would be i mean i go through life looking for people who are worse off than me yeah. and just laughing in their face yeah it's just comedy gold yeah thanks for that <laughs> so so they 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 clean him up and they go and meet um his new his new roommate yeah who is has his issues with bucky larson let's yes say. he intensely private man yes he was that character was so close to being funny at one point he made us laugh, but he was just, he was so close to being an amusing character because he was just inexplicably angry with Bucky the whole time, yeah. which started off tedious. Like, oh, here's another guy to be a dick to Bucky, but became yeah. so absurd that many times it ventured into comedy. It could be funny. It's just, mm, bit, mm, it's just mean. It's just, just part mean. of the meanness. Yeah. Um, so, but after that, he begins his, uh, attempts to become an a adult. Po- a, a porn man. Actor. A pornman. A pornman. But, okay, he goes to audition for a mac and cheese That's um, it. advert. He thinks because it's asking for males eighteen to twenty-five that it's a um, it's a audition for, for for pornmans. But yeah, he shows up at this audition. Yeah. Um, and gets his cock out. Yes. Which upsets everyone, including Adam Sandler's wife. Including Adam Sandler's wife, who has the immortal line: "He's going for his ass," because indeed he reaches for his ass to insert a digit. Or two. And have a fidget. <laughs> that was, um... It's my new beat album. <laughs> oh, shit! It's There's no beat, stopping this guy. Beat poetry, everyone. It's coming back. <laughs> but don't listen to him, because halfway through it turns back into the concept <laughs> album. The previous one. My work is almost complete! <laughs> um, and, and and one of the guys... Claudio, the casting director, um, for, notices him. Yeah, he likes his jip. Likes the cut of his jib. Well, he's he's once again an extraordinarily and inexplicably nice guy. I don't know yeah. why the niceness feels so inexplicable in this. No, well, it's, yeah, it's it's in a reality where nobody is nice. Yeah, I think it's in a very mean reality. Yes, and because I, I know we've talked about Nick Swanson, like, and and Bucky Larson being a nice guy, but he's played uh, he's played so meanly that it does kind of feel like Swanson is like Swanson, Swanson, no, no. Stunt. Swadson. Sponson. Sponson. Swalamala. Yeah. Sw- Swahalia. Is actually trying to get people to sort of deride the character by painting him as broadly as possible. Yes. Um, consequently, it's always a little bit baffling when a character is just like, hey, I like you. You're a good guy. Yeah. When it's like, ah, oh, thank you. Yeah. But I pounced on it. It was so yeah, nice. Yeah, absolutely. He was a lovely guy, yeah. it seemed. And so, so, so what happens is he goes in for this mac and cheese advert. Yeah. He says, show us what you've got. He whips off his trousers, starts jerking it, and then jams a thumb up his own anus. Mm. And Claudio says, I like you. <laughs> you got moxie, yeah. kid. It just so happens that I used to be a porn director guy. Yeah. And I know some guys. Let's go to a party yeah. if you really want to be a pornman. Yeah. He goes in and then he meets Stephen Dorf. Stephen Adorf. Of Blade fame. Yes. And a Sofia Coppola movie. Yes. Yeah. Somewhere. Yes, that's the one. Try Her best. It's it's definitely a film. <laughs> it sure is. It happened. Oh. Claudio introduces him to Stephen Dorff, whose uh, who's porn name is Dick Dick Shadow. Shadow. Yeah. Which, is there an issue with... Did you get that? It means that. He... Yeah, Richard Shadow. That's his name. Yeah, it's a funny name, isn't it? Richard Shadow, yeah. <laughs> He's called Richard Shadow. Nobody's called Richard Shadow. Nevada <laughs> 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 Oh, God. 
Oh Jesus, it's really hot, guys. Oh God, if you can hear, if you can hear the outside and the birds, it's because we've got windows open because it's a it's hot because day. Because we're outside in the garden. Yeah. The thing is, those aren't very good. That's not a very good porn guy name. And the other one who comes up is Miles Deep, who we'll come to shortly. <laughs> but like Miles, no yeah. one gets called Miles nowadays. Fuck you, Mister oh. Jup. Um, <laughs> we love you. Um, it's just not, it's not a great name. So we thought we'd come up with some of our own better porn names. Um. Uh, that could have been used in a comedy film. Uh-huh. Chuck Bentley. Barry Balls. Wally Crankshaft. Jizzy Lizzie. John Boner. <laughs> um, Barry Big Bollocks. Africa Wrong Way. That's a good one. <laughs> um, John Froth. Art Shufflebottom. That's a bit like a Arsenal midfielder from the 1920s. <laughs> Art Shufflebottle coming up the left-hand side yeah. here. Passes it to Harpo Gush Throng. <laughs> and who's this coming up the wing? It's Bud Romance. <laughs> On your head, son. Oh, intercepted by Uncle Big Hands. <laughs> I'm here with my co-presenter, Cliff Timbers. F- fucking Porn Dave. <laughs> porn Dave. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> Starring Porn Dave. <laughs> oh, that's great. They could have had any of those. Or, they, could have, um, they could have had any of those. Or, or Harry um, Hardon. Harry Hardon. That's a pretty... Yeah. yeah. So they could have any, could have had any of those. Yeah, and, but it's um, up with Dick Shadow, and he has really lame puns like, nothing grows in my Dick Shadow. Yeah. Which doesn't make sense. Well, it's like a big tree, isn't it? Or a building that they are, that would be erected um, over a park. Right. Or a farmyard. <laughs> so Stephen Dorff yes. says, Okay then, kid, let's see what you've got. Yes. And he gets his penis out. And Stephen Dorff is very impressed, he says. Yes. I'm very impressed, he says. He, he takes him to meet some people. On top of a roof. On top of a roof. Looking, well, he, he looking down at the, top of the roof. peons. Yes. And says, Show them what you got, kid! And he gets this penis out, and he has a very large bush. Yes. And a fairly small penis. Yes. Fairly small? Very small. Very small. He has a ridiculous prosthetic penis. Yes. Um, He's star starring in the ridiculous dicks. Nice. No Any- worse than fucking dick shadow. Anywho. Um, he gets thrown out of the party. Yeah. Um, goes home, is really sad, is consoled by Christina Ritchie, who's um, continuing to be lovely. Ends up at the cafe where she he runs into um, Dick Cheese. What's his name? Miles Deep. Miles Deep, um, who comes over and tells him, uh, "Hey, don't feel so bad about it, kid. Maybe I can use you in something. Let's yeah. let's give you a shot. Let's let's you yeah. Know. Is out of respect for his parents? Or? Well, yeah, he thinks there'll be a niche. That's like there'll be a nostalgia kick because yeah. if there's one thing I like to do, it's check out what the porn stars of my youth are up, um, kids are up to. So so Miles Deep gets him back. Yeah. And then he realizes that he has a small penis and and is about to get, and is well he gives up. But then the porn lady who is in the room with yes. them, the, the 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 pornographic actor. Yes. She touches her breasts. Well, she, she gives him a bit of a shuffle. He comes everywhere. He comes everywhere over everything yeah. and he comes on the ceiling and on the lens. Yeah. He comes twice in fact. Yeah. Um in very quick succession. Yeah. For a man with very small genitals, he has a fairly impressive load. Yes. He he goes home. He thinks he, he kind of maybe blew it. <laughs> and then... Oh, oh you did a porn. That was the joke of the day, everyone. <laughs> bam, ba-dam, ba-dam, bam. 
So <laughs> um, he got yeah, he got home, and they and they and they and and him and Christina Ricci spent some quality time together, and during which he is approached several times over for the fact that he has buck teeth, and yeah. we finally realised he has buck teeth. It was very funny. I didn't notice that. Yeah. Oh, he has buck teeth. Oh, Did you get it now. I see. That's what all those yes. people are on about. Okay. Yes, and then. He's approached by a guy in a hall of mirrors and explains basically that he saved his sex life yes. because of his um, embarrassingly small penis. Because his wife now, who was bored of their sex life, yes. is now suddenly rejuvenated uh, basically because he doesn't have a micro penis. Yeah, exactly. So the idea is Bucky is getting popular because guys aren't threatened by him. Yes. And because women... Realise what a sweet ride they've got. Yeah, because... Dudes. He saves the relationships of many people at least eight at least eight and i mean maybe nine god we don't see a ninth one eight and a half yeah definitely and um, he becomes well well loved then is that the montage time montage there's, there's a montage yeah. there's a montage of success yes. culminating in an award ceremony yes they go to the award ceremony where he picks up not only Best Newcomer, which is the only award that Stephen Dorff, mm. D- Stephen Dorff's Dick Shadow is not eligible for, mm-hmm. but also picks up all the other awards as well. Yeah. Dick Shadow's very pissed and decides to get revenge by not appearing in the movie again until like way later on, but not really doing much about it. So yep. it's just fine. It's yep. just gone. Uh, because the person who's really out to get him, it turns out, is Miles Deep. What? I know. Because what happens is he and Christina Ritchie, who have, becoming, have become a thing yes. at some stage, um, have some sex. Yes, um, she um, melts the, the the tip of a straw so that he can use it as a condom. Oh, but, but that wouldn't work. No penis would fit into the tip of a straw. Oh, he's got a really small one. He's got a small penis. That's not that. Oh, what? Oh, wait, wait. That's the wackiest premise I've ever heard for a film. He's got a small penis and buck teeth. I just remembered. And his hair? It, it, no, he's got normal hair, right? No! Not normal! (laughs) 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 Fuck me! (laughs) Shove a fist in my ass! Hilarious! (laughs) And the next morning... She comes in. Bucky Larson wakes up very happy. Yeah. But he's he's delighted with himself and the world around him. For once. Something nice has happened to Bucky Larson. It's quite a red-letter day for him. Um, He then... Unfortunately, is somewhat heartlessly dumped by Christina Ritchie. Mm-hmm. She's quite mean about it, saying that she needs to go out and experience more of the world. It, it, it yeah. It, Christina, Christina Ritchie dumps him. Yeah, he goes. Um, he's told one miles deep that they're gonna the next films they're gonna take. Um, film him doing are ones where he actually has sex with the women. Yes, and then he 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 goes home and he's crying because because Christina Ricci. Um, dumped him and he can't, he, she won't let him see her. Yeah. He's on the phone crying to his parents. And then, um, what's his name? The, the roommate. The, 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 the roommate, Tony, whatever his name is, bursts in while he's on the, while he's on the phone and goes, did you eat one of my grapes, you piece of shit? And it's, um, the, the, the best joke of the film. It is. Because it... he comes in with a full bunch of grapes. Yes. He, he points at a space where there may <laughs> once have been a grape. And just gets his face right up in Bucky Larson's, and I <laughs> right laugh. up in Bucky Larson. Yeah, <laughs> just, and he makes us laugh. It was a good fucking joke. Yes, and then we get on with the rest of the film. Yes, he's going to film one of these pen- penetrative films. It's Miles penetrative Deep. films I've heard so much about. <laughs> Miles Deep tells him <laughs> he that, can't do it. He he yeah. he breaks out of it and he says, "Look, I have to tell you, 
I told Christina Ricci to break up with you. And he says, you told her, you told her to be a real dick to me? What? No, I just told her to break up with you. She was a dick? Yeah, she was really mean. Oh, I wonder why. Yeah, that's some unresolved shit there. Yeah. Oh, anyway, I'm going to ride this horse to Christina Ricci. Yeah. Okay, great. Go ahead. He does that. Yeah. She's having, she's having dinner with the shadow guy? Is she? Because she's sitting there counting money. I don't know if that's to pay or if that was at the end of her shift. Huh. Oh, yeah. Because she got work in that fancy restaurant. Yeah, I think. by the guy who's like Married sex life. Yeah. Saved. yeah. Okay. So he just came in and sat with her. I think so. Well, anyway. Um, she Bucky... stands up for herself and calls yeah. Dick Shadow a dick. <gasps> How then, creative. I know. And then Bucky Larson comes in and confesses undying love for Christina Ricci. And that's it. They get married and he opens a restaurant. Yeah. And presumably the director dies in poverty. Yeah. Um, wow. That was pretty bad. Yeah. Do you know, I, I feel kind of weak. Yeah. I feel like I've been hammered over the head by a massive dildo that was also yelling racial slurs. Yeah. At me. So offended and hurt. Yeah. I, I, I feel like I've been abused. You, you've, you've had a hate crime done on you. Abused physically. By words alone. Yeah, it, it was funny that as the as the film went on, we both sort of just started melting in the corner like the Nazis from Raiders of the Lost Ark. Yeah, it's an exhausting film because it is so aggressively unfunny, but really deeply mean spirited. Mm. But before we get into any of this, I feel like we just because we're a couple of film critics right here, and I feel like we need to return yep. to Nick Farsden's opinion, Sward Swardson's. Correct. Opinion of critics because mm-hmm. it's it's pertinent. Um, when asked about the failure of the film, because wow, was it a failure? Box office, critically. Oh yeah. Every, in any kind of way you could cut it, the film didn't work. Either people are going to buy this or not. It's going to hit. It's going to hit or miss, and it didn't really hit. No. Well, that's that's fairly measured. You know, you, that's a fairly measured response. It's like, yeah, he went big, didn't work out. You know, never mind. No, it was really big of Nick Swarton to say. Yeah, that. absolutely. Oh, oh, there's more. Uh, uh. Um, critics were waiting, waiting to hate that movie. It's kind of funny to see that they get their rocks off on reviews like that. They review The King's Speech, then they review Bucky Larson. They don't want to like it. None of these reviewers were psyched to see Bucky Larson and laugh. They go in with this mentality, fuck those guys for making another movie. It makes me laugh, because it's just so embarrassing. It makes them look like such morons. Miss Bosbob said I look like Brad Pitt. It makes them look like such morons. And the food makes... My bottom burn. It makes them look like such morons. <laughs> you can't review Avatar, then Bucky Larson. Comedy is so subjective, you know what I mean? To sit there and technically pick it apart is so stupid. Okay. Okay. Let's now- pick apart what he just said. We're coming back to stand by your shit here. But he's gone too far the other way. I mean, it's a, it's a nonsense to say that comedy is a subjective. And so you're not allowed to... Mm. Like analyze comedy. I mean, sure, you shouldn't think too deeply about these things if it just makes you laugh. It's an emotional reaction. Yeah. But if this is the kind of comedy you make when you don't think about it at all, I suggest thinking about it a little. (laughs) And then we go from stand by your shit to also just a popcorn movie. Yeah. Don't don't expect anything from it. 
Yeah. And then, yeah. then when you condition people to not expect things from it, then you create a new normal yeah. of, of, of things without merit. Of Bucky Larson. Yeah. Um, God forbid Bucky Larson should ever be normal. Unfortunately, you know, we are thinking beings. We are conscious beings on this planet for a very short amount of time. Sorry about that, Nick Swartzen. Yeah, sorry, but um, I do have the occasional thought. And my, <laughs> my thought for most of that was, oh, stop, stop being, being so horrible. Dicks. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, well... Guess that just makes us morons, doesn't it? Yeah. What I love about comedy, and yes. I know that you love comedy as well. I am fond of comedy. Is the comedy. Now, yes. what, as, as we've discussed in, in other episodes, mm. what makes a good comedy is subversion, surprise. Yeah. Now, when a comedy really works, it doesn't mm. matter what mood you are when you go in. Yeah. It works. It makes you laugh. Sure. It will, it will get that laugh out of you whether you expect it or not. Mm. Mostly when you don't expect it because yeah. that's where comedy, you know, where comedy comes from, that's there. Yeah. Them's the receptors that they're tickling. Yeah. I wasn't in a particularly bad mood going in to see, <laughs> see this film. No. Now, what this film didn't do. Yes. Apart from the one time that I've mentioned. The grape scene. The, the grape legendary scene, grape scene. Was make me laugh. No. Um, there were a couple and, of times that were endearing, mm. that weren't offensive. This isn't funny. No. I want to talk a little bit about John Truby. He wrote a book called The Anatomy of a Story, okay. which talks about the premise and the designing principle. Now, your premise is a brief synopsis of what happens. Your designing principle is the way in which you decide to tell this story. Okay. Here, the premise is a man hopes to enter into a business he is ill-equipped for and succeeds. There's your premise. Yes. Now, the best way that I feel to do this would be to parody the rise to fame story as seen in Glitter. Everybody knows the story. You get big, bigger and bigger, better and better success. You parody that. You yeah. subvert the expectations that come along with it. Um, and you can also, whilst you're at it, satire the porn industry and porn audiences. Yeah. So kind of like uh, Walk Hard. but for Yeah. The, yeah, exactly. The, 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 yeah, the, the film that Walk Hard already did. <laughs> but for porn. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, for, for porn. So you, you make fun of the industry. You have this funny disconnect between Bucky Larson's naivete and the sort of increasingly hardcore situations that it's, he's in. Sorry, it's very strange to hear a word like naivete be in the same sentence <laughs> as Bucky Larson, but yes, I appreciate that. Continue. Oh, Oliver Parker! <laughs> so, um, that's how you derive comedy from this scenario. Yeah. Um, they decided what's funnier is the idea that Bucky Larson is a loser. Yes. And that people are going to treat him badly. And it's going to be funny because his appearance is just so funny. Mm-hmm. He's got buck teeth and a bowl haircut and a sweater and he smiles a lot. And he yeah. has a very small penis. And that's the joke. Yes. And all you need to do is just put a queue of progressively more intense people who are willing to remind you of that. On a minutely basis, yeah. somebody will come in and insult him for the way he looks or the yeah. way he speaks or his small penis. It's an easy target. I, I, you and I have both had the situation where we've tried to make self-deprecating jokes and they've not worked. And I think I came to the conclusion that the way self-deprecating jokes need to work is they need to not be really true. Yes. (laughs) They need to not be so true that the other person is genuinely maybe a bit worried about it. Here, every mean thing that is said to Bucky is objectively true. Mm. He has larger than average teeth. He has a very small penis. Mm. He has a bowl haircut. That is a little bit silly. Yeah. He is naive. It's therefore, because it's so true, it really feels cruel. It's, it's, it's horrible. Like, it's really... After a while, the problem was it didn't really feel like they were going for laughs. It kind of just felt like, watch this, this weird looking mm. guy 
just get hated yeah. by everyone. 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 <laughs> except for Christina Ricci. Yeah, because And his parents, who are, yeah. who are genuinely nice people in, in the film. And, um, and Claudio. Oh, yeah. Okay, sorry. Lovely yeah. Claudio. By the way, he disappeared out of the movie at the last time we mentioned him. Yes. And, and, and by the end of it, I really felt, like, broken down so that... Yeah. When there were, you know, there were some pretty weak jokes in this. When, when there weren't, when they weren't doing jokes, jokes about yeah. how horrible he looks. There were weak jokes that sort of painted him as this, you know, like charming, quaint little country boy. Yeah. And the jokes were rubbish, but they were so, <laughs> such a relief. so nice. Hey, how are you? We don't sell kitty porn, man. Oh, I'm allergic to cat. And it was yeah. just all about like him being charmingly twee. Yeah. I latched onto them and I even defended some of them because because <laughs> it was just so nice to have someone be nice. I, I thought of a point of comparison. The big train sketch about the guy with the big hands. Yes. Mark Keep has very large hands and the joke is that people just make fun of him for this. Yeah. He has very large prosthetic hands. And no matter what he does, at one point he's um he's at a birthday and his family have gotten him a camera. Um and they say and they're just watching him try to operate this camera. With his yeah. massive hands. Like he's just... from Japan or something. Yeah, yeah and they're just yeah. laughing at him. Yeah. Um, and in the end they say, Happy birthday, you fat-handed twat. Yeah. And it continues to him catching a baby and saving the baby. Oh my god, thank you so much! Fat-handed twat! <laughs> it's my favourite one it's... Of, of the, the of, sketch. Of the... Why is that funny? I don't know, we're not laughing at him. Yeah, I feel like the joke is how inexplicably bad everyone else is. Yeah. It's not... Oh, he is a fat-handed twat. God, yeah. he's embarrassing. Yeah, and and also it's an absurd problem thing to have wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's mm. just it's just nasty. Yeah, it really. Was. There's very little redeeming about the comedy. It's not it's not comedy. Mm. Can you call this a comedy? It just it just feels like it, it feels like Eli Roth was asked to direct a family drama. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, there were tits in it and everything. Yeah, it's, so let's let's come on to the rough. sort of more exploit exploitative comedy because there, yeah, there were tits in it a lot. Um, and there's also spunk flying around the place, yeah. and so at one point it gets on an old lady's um shoulder yeah. very much. Very Farrelly brothers. Yes. So, let me tell you a plot to a story. Here's the story. A man buys a sex toy. He attempts to have sex with this sex toy. He applies lubricant to his penis, not realizing the lubricant is actually super glue, and he becomes stuck to the doll. He requires his flatmate to help remove the doll, which he does by cutting off his penis. Only it turns out that the man's penis was so small, he didn't realise it hadn't been cut off at all. It was just behind one of his pubes. Hmm. What do you think of that story? It, I mean, it, it it sounds like something out of an Adam Sandler film. It really does. I was just describing the, the plot the plot line to Bottom Live. Yes. Um... Bottom being an old TV show starring Rick Mail and Adrian Edmondson from the 90s, which had a, a run of stage shows after yes. its um, initial TV run. We're both very fond of them. Partly because, in addition to the crude humour, which I feel maybe is the thing that made it popular, it had two genuinely funny people doing great comedic acting with each other. Yeah, two of the best. Yeah. So, I think you need more. <laughs> you mm. need more than just a crude joke. You mm. need more than just... You know, oh, Rick Mel has a tiny penis. <laughs> it, yeah. It's more that he's so despicable with it. And that helps too, is the fact that Rick Mail plays Richie, a genuinely awful and unpleasant character. Yeah. And so his, um, his moments of hubris ring hollow. Um, his moments of sadness just, um, become, become comedic because of Rick Mail's over exaggeration. Yeah. He's got great instincts. Hmm. Um, which I don't feel, um, Richard? Nick. 
Nick uh, Swords uh, Swordson necessarily had. No, I mean he played he played him as a sympathetic character. He played him as a, a really sweet character, and you know that he had a happy ending shows that the film understood that he was the nice guy and deserved that. Yeah, but well, I know it had an ending where he ends gurning at the camera whilst his teeth grow to spell the words. Yeah, the end. see, 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 this is it. You can't, you can't just have, you can't have a film about a really nice man, but then make him the butt of all your jokes. Yeah. That's not that's not how that's not how comedy works because then no. you're sort of severing that relationship that you have with the character, or you're sort of being mm. you're being you're being mistreated by the film for like forming an emotional bond with a nice yeah. character, Absolutely. and you're being shot down by it. Um, well, it's very much like E. B. White said: uh, analyzing comedy is like dissecting a frog. Nobody's that interested, and the frog dies. So let's yeah. quickfire. Okay. Um, there's a moment after he's uh, ridden on the bus and he's had a pig with him the whole time. The guy who owns the pig gets off the bus and immediately he makes eye contact with a drag queen um, prostitute, um, and they just he just sort of beckons him over mm-hmm. and they go off in an alley together. I kind of like that because it was it felt weirdly progressive. Mm-hmm. That it wasn't judging him for ha- for having come all the way to the big city just to have sex with a big male prostitute. Uh, and the guy was smiling, and he had an eye patch, and I don't know, it just mm. it felt nice. I hadn't thought about that, actually. That was his one reason for travelling with his pig. <laughs> Fair enough. He couldn't leave Piggy at home. No. <laughs> he just he just had to come to town, because he can't get that in the ca- in the country. He just can't. That's why I'll never be- leave London. Bucky's dad is cheering him up after getting fired from his job. He's saying that he didn't trust that boss anyway, because when he was shining his shoes, he counted a sixth, a sixth toe, and he saw the imprint in his shoe. And he said, oh, I... I, th- I think his his dad must have been an amphibian, and he's pulling his leg. Yeah, it's, it's a little fib just to try and get a laugh out of his son. Yeah, and they all laugh together, and yeah. I and I went, oh, that might be a nice film. Um, there's a moment where um, Claudio, the wonderful casting director, lovely, Claudio. lovely, lovely Claudio with his big smile, and he's mm. tall and he's quite handsome. I like mm. Claudio quite a bit. Yeah. Um, there's a bit where, having led him outside, Bucky Larson says. Um, th- these are my parents. Have you heard of them? And he tells, he says their name, and instantly Gladio just says the porn stars from the seventies, and yeah. it was so contrived that it really made me laugh. Ah, because why would he know that? Yeah, <laughs> there was um back to the family actually. There was a line um when he's going out to see his see his friends in the movies. Yeah. They say make sure you've got your um your light your trainer lights on. Yeah, and he's like oh, already got him one step ahead, and then he starts like jigging around, and his mum says, "Look at him dancing! It's like a rapper." <laughs> There's a cute little line. There was a joke I laughed at. Um, again, it was Christina Ritchie's. Yep. Um, and she says, at one point there is um, uh, the restaurant critic comes up, and she says, "You own that restaurant? That restaurant has nine and a half stars at Restaurant Magazine," which is a wonderfully lame name to call your fictional. <sighs> Yeah. Restaurant magazine. <sighs> Christina Ricci's whisper was a game changer for me in ASMR terms. Oh yeah. When they're whispering about some some of the like the supposed stars or weirdos that are in the in the restaurant. The guy with mental health issues who they yes. laugh at. Yes. Her whisper. Yeah. Play it cool. I'm not supposed to say this. But the guy behind you on your left. Chewbacca and Star Wars. It did things to me that I didn't know could be done places I'd never heard of. You sure you know what ASMR is, right? You're not just yeah. It just rubbed all those 
tinkle like those spots comfort zones yeah hmm. interesting yeah very interesting it was very it was <laughs> i'm gonna go rent some christina ritchie films yeah ah fear and loving in las vegas that sounds soothing <laughs> <laughs> Christina Ritchie was a very reassuring presence in the film. Uh, when she came on and she was so fresh-faced and not ridiculous mm. and not mean. Yeah, any 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 clement port in a storm, yeah. you know. It was I I I felt pretty safe when Christina Ricci was was there and I think it just shows how much I sort of identified with Bucky or I sided with Bucky. She was a really positive presence. It went a little bit too far in the opposite direction, in, in that she didn't have anything funny to say. Yes. They didn't um, give her any lines. She was so earnest and well-meaning that just slipping in... I mean, and that restaurant line took me unawares, because that was generally her first joke. Mm. It kind of just took me off guard. Yeah. You could throw in something. So, um, just off-putting. Even... Okay, let's just say that we're working with the creative imagination of Happy, Ma- Happy Madison. I can't I know. Just try and diminish your capacities way further than you're comfortable doing. And let's say you're only capable of making gay jokes. You uh-huh. could make that work with Christina Ritchie because have her just have an unbelievably sweet scene. Yeah. Um, and then at the end of it, just say, anyway, I really must get back to my flat now because, um, my, um, roommate is, um, you know, can be really, um, you know, kind of upset when I'm late. And he says, no, that mean old Mr. Johnson, he's a total cum guzzler. Bye. Yeah. And then runs off. Like, it's still crude and awful. Yeah. But, like, her performance, I feel, would have carried it off if they had cared enough to give her any jokes. Like um, Kristen Wiig's character in Paul. Some, something happens and then she becomes non-religious and starts swearing, has the filthiest mouth. And another one where that works really well is Elizabeth Banks' character in The 40-Year-Old Virgin. And she's brilliant. She's just off the wall. Like, real brilliant yeah. presence in the film and quite scary. Yeah. And they, and they like, Christina Ricci could have been, like... Could have been that a, a bit, not that yeah. 100%, but they could have given her more than just the nice girl role. Yeah. Because Christina Ricci's awesome. She really is. Okay. Um, I think, so I think, yeah, we're, we're willing to put a nail in this one and we can talk about the one better thing. The one better thing. Yeah. So, I mean, like, like I said, there's the 40 year old virgin. Sure. Um, got Steve Carell plays a 40 year old virgin and he yeah. has three friends, I think, who try and set him up with different women to, you know, help him get his end away and real- realize what he's been missing all of, all of this, all of this time. You know, they all have their flaws, but they're not despicable people. Yeah. They have a really good, di- like, group dynamic. It's kind, of, it's kind of sweet in time, at times. And, you know, mm. it comes from that, that school of, of comedy. So it's a bit yeah. gross, you know, it's gross out stuff, but. Sure. And and St- Steve Carell is a fucking comedy genius. Mm. He's brilliant. So it seems, yeah. Yeah. Um. The next one is Boogie Nights, Yay. which isn't a comedy, <laughs> but it is the film which I assume this film is s- satirizing. I guess. Parody, yeah. spoofing. Yeah. It's it's an amazing film. Paul Thomas Anderson, mm. Mark Wahlberg plays Doug Diggler, or that's his that's yeah. his porn name. He goes <laughs> good. To, he goes name. he goes to make it big. It turns out that he has a massive penis. Yeah. Um. And it's just it's just a about the well rise. it's about him and his rise and the and fall and, and the, the porn, porn industry. industry um it's an amazing ensemble cast as is every Jesus. Paul Thomas Anderson film yeah knocks your socks off it's incredible it's funny it's grim sad and it is stylish yeah as well fuck yeah so when Stephen Dorst was asked about how he felt being on set of one of these movies uh, you know, of all the gross out stuff. He said that he was well used to it. And one of the things he said is because he's worked with John Waters before, uh, which is true. He worked with him on uh, Cecil B. Demented, um, one of his worst films. 
Um, it's an interesting point of comparison with John Waters because John Waters is the self-proclaimed Pope of Trash. And few would argue with him on that title. Uh, critics have often despised him. Some have praised him as this genius. Mm. He mixes the provocation of Rainer Werner Fassbinder and the sort of outlandish fondness for alternative uh, community that Fassbinder has um, with the sort of exploitation aspects of Herschel Gordon Lewis, who he holds up as a sort of hero. And consequently, he made a sort of slew of movies that were very difficult to watch, but also equally difficult to forget. Um... <laughs> I recommend Polyester, mm. which is one of his better collaborations with the um, sort of outrageous drag queen Divine, right. with whom he worked quite a bit, uh, in which uh, she learns that her sleazy porn cinema owning husband, and every time it comes to their house, there's protesters outside of their house. <laughs> uh, he's having an affair with his secretary. Meanwhile, her teenage daughter is pregnant. At one point, she declares, I'm having an abortion and I can't wait. <laughs> Um, and her foot fetishist son has been arrested for stomping on women's feet at the local mall, which he does for sexual pleasure. Uh, luckily, she meets a handsome young man, um, and she meets him at the site of a horrific road accident in which one of the drivers has been decapitated. And that's just the background. Um, that's a premise. That's a hell of a premise. He, he does this. He does this schlocky kind of shock stuff. Yeah. What's different is that he genuinely cares and loves the actors, because usually they're not actors, they're genuine people he's met in his bizarre John Waters life. Right. Or I'd, I'd also recommend Female Trouble, which has a similar premise. Don't go straight to Pink Flamingos. It's his most famous film, but you're not ready for it. You're not ready to watch Divine eat actual dog shit off the street. Um, uh. You'll get the wrong idea. Start with other things. Polyester is good. Please start there. Please. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> And finally, um, we've got Orgasmo. Yay. The, uh, not talked about quite as much as I'd like, to be honest, um, yeah. masterpiece of Trey Parker and Matt Stone. The makers um, of Basketball. Basketball. Um, You'll along with the, the Naked Gun guys, I think. Yeah, so. Did that, yeah. Yeah. Um, Trey Parker plays a Mormon going door to door who is roped into, uh, acting, uh, acting in a porno. Um, yeah. After displaying his, uh, like martial arts prowess. Um, becomes a becomes a porn sensation. Yep. Um, because because he can fight. Um, he, <laughs> Doesn't need to make sense. It's yeah, funny. It's um he at the, at the same time he's doing it to save money for his marriage to yeah. um it's like Mary Beth or something like that his um angelic uh, Mormon That's right, wife yeah. to, bride to be. It's a it's a brilliant. I, I don't think is necessarily a, a satire but it's yeah. it's just a, a like a, an alternate reality of porn um yeah. with ron jeremy in it um yep. on at one stage he becomes a superhero who has the special ability to make people come instantly yes there's also that yeah it, um, it's it's strange because it is remarkably similar to bucky larson in yeah. premise but whereas bucky larson is hateful mm. there's only a few gags that feel like that in orgasmo i'm thinking mainly of the one where he has to have sex with a very large woman Yes. Which is made palatable by the fact that they dub the woman in with, um, is it, um, it's, Matt it's, Stone's voice? It's, it's a, I think it's a Trey Parker Cartman sort of yes, voice. Yes, it is. Which, come on now. Yeah. It's, it's quite. Oh, baby, you're gonna come. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it makes it funnier and yeah. less kind of mean spirited of, oh, he's gonna have sex with a fat woman. Yeah. It's, it's, it, it's, it just underscores it with a little layer of silliness. Yeah. And there's 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 a lot of silliness in it. There's a, mm. a lot of laughs. Yeah, it's not too much gross out. No, no, not at all, really. Considering it's a film about porn, it's mostly pretty funny with some really really great characters. And um... comedy comes from how naive and sweet the main guy is, without yeah. being mean about him. Yeah, that's the key thing. Is yeah, 
It's just funny that he remains so sweet and sort of good-natured in yeah. spite of how dark the situation around him is getting, but nobody laughs at him or calls him shitty names. <laughs> yeah, that was the one better thing. That was the one better thing. The one better thing. Yeah, so thanks for listening to One Good Thing. And thanks to Brody's Kitchen, you goddamn scumbums. <laughs> That's a show oh reference God. of theirs. Yep. Um, if you do want to check them out, um, it's at Brody's Kitchen, B-R-O-D-Y-S kitchen mm. thanks i guess for that no offense but we are going to go back to taking suggestions from people who don't watch films yeah you're too good at films oh have you seen avengers 2 i didn't like that very much oh really oh interesting yeah i guess yeah. we'll uh we'll do that one then <laughs> yep but um back for recommendations week next week with yep. um some something i'm not really looking forward to yeah <laughs> um by merit of not being absolutely existentially panicked about it yeah yeah. And, and and until then, we are just about on Twitter and Facebook. Yep. We scraped it in this time. Oh, we they've got a very tough admission. Got out the dustpan and brush, scraped scraped up all the internet um vibes, and it turns out we are still on Twitter and Facebook at OGTPod. Uh you can find us uh, at our email address, which is OGTPod at gmail dot com. We're available to listen on uh, iTunes, on uh, Buzzsprout, which is uh, the lovely people who host the podcast for us. That's so lovely. Yeah, they're Have really had- lovely. I like how they do it when we give them money. Yeah, and if you go to their house, they'll give you some lemon tart for £50. That is nice. That is nice. It's yeah. a good price. Yeah, if 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 you like what we do, um, tell a friend, go on iTunes and um, leave, us a, leave us a review, click on the yeah. stars, do all the things spread spread the word spread the love if you want to get in touch do because we all like, always like hearing from people and it always yeah. makes me feel really good <laughs> i'm paul salt i'm paul goodman and remember the one good thing about bucky larson born to be a star is christina ritchie's humbling effect on us bucktooth bowl cut haired simpletons in the audience because aren't we all bucky No, no one is. No one is. No one is. No. That's the whole. No one. Gonna be sick.